Good morning, and welcome to the Jesus That's Good News podcast. This is a space where we share the gospel, aka the good news, to anyone who has the vulnerability to pull up a chair at Jesus' table with no reservation needed. It's Easter morning. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to did, you, Julie. Did uh, Katie make you an Easter basket? You know, I haven't uh, haven't gone downstairs yet to find out. <gasps> oh, so exciting. Maybe she's hid some eggs around the living room. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, what's funny is that to this day, I still get an Easter basket from my parents. Oh, and Katie does from her parents. That's great. So, yeah, I don't think we'll ever grow up. Taylor posted a facebook question to me the other day or she had a funny picture about mom fixing my easter basket and i said dream on little girl come on oh did that stop on your on your end oh yeah yeah <laughs> you know, like, taylor's grown i'm actually not gonna see taylor for easter she's heading to texas so for spring texas. break yeah texas wow. spring break well good for her yeah she and jacob on the road so prayer and traveling yeah mercies for them Mm -hmm. yeah but what are you doing for easter you know julie i know we were just saying it off air but it's kind of weird talking about in the future because this is the sunday before easter that we are recording yeah we're recording um, not sure yet we're recording on palm sunday so it it is kind of a twist so i'm sure you're going to be with family yes uh katie's family definitely does something and i'm sure we'll probably swing by my side of of things too. You got to um, get the Easter basket. So of course you got to. Got to get the Easter basket. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> to be determined. What about you? Just going to be with family. But oddly enough, this is kind of the first year I can remember that I really don't have plans to attend church, which mm. feels a little bit odd. I know mm-hmm. there are churches I could go to in the community, but yeah, I'll just kind of celebrate the resurrection privately and quietly. Yeah. In my own way. And I also, oh, thank you. We probably want to let everyone know that yes. we're taking a two-week hiatus. Mm-hmm. Not for any, nothing's wrong. We're all good on this end. <laughs> but I know I'm going to D.C. for work um, next yes. weekend. And you have Army. I have Army. Yeah. And yep. we're definitely not going to record on Easter morning. So we're going to be taking a two-week break. But yeah, just a little spring break on our end. So you guys enjoy your little two-week break and sending all the love and and good vibes your way. Of course. And I, this sounds crazy, but I have gone back and listened to old, old episodes that we have done. Mm -hmm. And for no other reason, not to toot our own horn, but (laughs) just to like consider the content again, you know, to listen to it, to pray about it, to to let it speak to me. And the beauty of a podcast is that it's not one and done. Like you don't say, Oh, I listened to that. So there's nothing more to get from it. I mean, I, I'm hoping Devin that some people would maybe listen to an episode and they say, man, that really spoke to me. I Mm -hmm. need to hear those words again. Right. And especially in different seasons of your life, you don't know what pieces, you know, will kind of match up differently in your life now. The second time you listen to it. That's, you're, you're exactly right. Maybe, maybe this Easter you're having a difficult time with forgiveness. And we did a two-part series last fall on forgiveness. Or Could have been an eight-parter. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the truth? Or what if this Easter you're struggling with how maybe you think God sees you or how he views you? We did a fantastic episode on Psalm 139. Yeah. So go back and maybe find something that would speak to you over the next couple weeks. But, you know, with... With Easter, Devin, mm-hmm. it's the end of Lent. 
So I, I really want to know what the ta- the final tally is on the swear on the swear jar. Did you have to use a calculator? To- yeah, I can't math that high. That's the thing. <laughs> Add that up. Mm-hmm. I've I lost all. You know, I, I don't have any more fingers to count. No on, fingers. Not enough, yeah, yeah. Not enough no toes. toes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, my potty mouth is is gonna come back out on Monday. Well, we're ready. We're ready for that. <laughs> no. Uh, yes, I actually did donate my swear jar away. Oh. That's awesome. So yes, it it uh, it went to somewhere somewhere good. That's so that's wonderful. I'm so glad. It's a damn good way to put that money to use. You know, <laughs> I love it. Hell yeah! There <laughs> hell we yeah. go. I'll give you a hell yeah on that. I know you've been here. We good are on cursing your end of things. Wait, we're cussing on Easter. We've like, what's what's up with it's that? Not okay, you know, it's not okay. I think Jesus. It's it's all good. He knows. He knows our hearts. It's all good. So what were you what did you just ask? You have done a great job of uh, fulfilling your side of of Lent. Oh, it's been You hard. stayed off of Twitter, right? I did. And like just before this podcast came on, you guys, Jody sends me she a, a notice or a text that says, "I know you're not on Twitter, but this is really funny." And so Satan will use your family, he will use all kinds mm. of people to try to get you to you know, just be bad. And I have to shun Jody. She is shunned. Yeah, she's been blocked. She, I blocked her. That's right. <laughs> but in all seriousness, you guys, happy, happy Easter. There's a great church tradition where pastors would stand in front of the congregation and say, Christ is risen. And the congregation responds, he is risen indeed. So if you're mm. listening today, I'm going to say it, and then I would like for you just to respond. And mm. so here we go. My friends, it's Easter morning, and Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. There we go. So it's just a time of everything being made new again. There's a, one of my favorite quotes from the book of Revelation, which I'm not a huge Revelation fan. We could do a whole series, you guys, on the book of Revelation. It's a different kind of apocalyptic literature. A lot of people don't understand it. Uh, they think it means something that it doesn't, and that's another road we can go down. But I love this in Revelation 21, where it's, where Jesus proclaims, I, I am making all things new. That deserves like a big old amen, because I know that in the past year or so, like he's taking my heart, he's making it new, he's taking my terrible attitude sometimes, and he's trying to make it new with my Mm. with my cooperation, right? He's he's taking um, relationships and making them new and giving me new perspectives. So yeah, Devin, this is Easter's the time where we celebrate our Lord who gives us second chances and third chances. Mm. Yeah, it's just just so refreshing to know that, you know, hope is on the other side of this. And you may be going through a hard time or you may be wrestling some, with something and just to know that he's going to make everything new again. I don't know. It just gives me like a warm feeling inside. And it should. That's why it's called the good news. Mm-hmm. This is why the gospel is good news. And if there was ever a day to celebrate the gospel, it's today. But one of the things I remember when I was preaching in churches, Devin, was I would notice on Easter, I mean, everyone came on Easter morning. Right. You know, the people that you don't see regularly. And it was such a mixed bag of individuals. I knew that some people would be coming uh, full of joy and ready to celebrate. And you had some people coming in questioning their worthiness, hmm. if they should even be there, you know, or maybe they're going through a difficult time and they really don't feel like rejoicing. 
And I want to say to all those individuals that are listening, no matter where you're at on this journey with God, whether you're at the very beginning of the journey or some of you could say, I haven't even started the journey. Right. I don't even know what to believe about this. We want Mm -hmm. to tell you that there is good news that lies ahead, despite everything else that maybe you've ever heard. And it's not that I, I want to do a disclaimer here, Devin. It's not necessarily that we are picking and choosing texts that only refer to the good stuff of Jesus because we all, we all do that to a certain degree. We all like, will find what makes sense to you. Yes, exactly. And what we're saying is what we have found over and over and over again. And we've searched. Yes. For the bad. We yes. have literally said, show me what they say about this yeah. and let's look into it. Yeah. And guess what? The good news is always there. It is, Devin. It's always there. So I want to invite everyone just to relax as we settle into an Easter message. Many of you are familiar with it, that Jesus was crucified on Friday. We have the in-between time on Saturday, which is Mm -hmm. really an odd time. And then Sunday morning, of course, with the resurrection. I want to look at the resurrection and hopefully maybe we'll glean something that's new for you from Mm. this all too familiar Easter story. Now, Devin, I've shared with you before one of the things that I love about the Easter story, besides Jesus's resurrection. What's that? It's all. It's like the women. The the women. Yeah. Yes. Snaps for the women in the story. Hello. We like the X chromosomes over here on this podcast. Yes. And who um, ruled the world? Girls. <laughs> Girls. Thanks. Is that a Beyonce song? Yeah. Shout out to Beyonce. Beyonce. Who would have known that our queen bee? Beyonce would make the Easter message on Jesus. That's good news. That's the theme song. Can you imagine when the stone Girls. is being rolled away? <laughs> Who rolled Girls. Girls, Girls the and Jesus. Girls. World of- yeah. <laughs> That's just what's in my, in my head of when course. I picture that going down. I like that. Yeah, there you go. But know what I love? Mary plays, Mary Magdalene, not Jesus's mom, Mary, but Mary Magdalene plays such a huge part in today's story of Jesus's resurrection. And you wouldn't think that. And I've had more than one encounter with individuals, especially men, who've had the nerve. The cojones. Yeah, I want to refer to the male body parts, but I'm going to hold off (laughs) since it's Easter. (laughs) I want Can I tell a quick story? Have at it. The first funeral I ever uh, preached was for a lady that I had known since, since I was a little kid. And I had a gentleman who, I had met this gentleman at the visitation the night before, and then the next morning I officiated a funeral. Later that night, I run into this same gentleman. Jody and I are at a a football game here locally, and the gentleman who I just made contact with the night before came up to me and he said, hey, did you go to such and such's funeral? And I said, well, yeah, I, I officiated that. And he goes, you what? And I said, I officiated it. I I led it. I spoke at it. And he said, well, who gave you the authority to do that? (laughs) Oh, bye. And I said, well, the Lord gave me that authority. (laughs) Like, what do you want me to say? And yet we see in this story, Mm. the best news ever was delivered by a woman. Mm. 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 We Mm. love that energy here. Why is that? Because all the men were in hiding. (laughs) Mm. Mm. They were, Tevin. I just love the the telling mm. the story through song. This yeah. is good. Yeah. Mm, mm. Okay. Yeah. And here's what's interesting in that culture. Okay, two thousand years ago, if you wanted to lend credibility to a story, you would have never included a woman in it. 
So in the text that we're looking at today, which is from John chapter 20, John would have never included Mary as the chief message bearer of this good news if he wanted people to believe it. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been like, Peter has the good news or John has the good or any of the guys would have had the good news. But no, he includes Mary. Love it. So yeah, girls, we run the world. Let's dish on the men for just a second, shall we? Sorry, men, but it's our time <sighs> to shine here. It really is. They are in hiding. They saw mm-hmm. what happened to Jesus on what we call Good Friday, that he was tortured beyond anything that probably we could imagine, crucified in what was to be a humiliating and disturbing way for everyone to see. And by the way, on on Good Friday, Devin, again, all the men are in hiding except for one, John. John is standing there at the base of the cross with Mary Magdalene. I mean, I'm telling you guys, our girl Mary, like she put her money where her mouth is. Yeah. She's not just saying, I followed Jesus. Like she did. She followed him to the cross where the Mm. hard stuff was happening. And she's the first one to go check on him Sunday morning. I love it. I know. Like there's no quit in this girl. She reminds me of you. Like, Mm. That dogged personality. I mean that in all the best ways, Devin. Like, mm-hmm. you were determined. You're like, and and loyal. We talked about your loyalty. Yeah. And you and I value that. And Mary was loyal. She kind of reminds me of uh, Glennon Doyle Melton, by the way. Okay. Uh, just because she's willing to do the hard things. She is showing up at hard places where literally nobody else is. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah, and that that was Mary. And the guys were hiding out because they were afraid they were going to face the same thing that had happened to Jesus. And, I mean, I understand that perspective. I understand that they were afraid. But, I mean, Mary was an easy target. We could talk about Mary all day long, but, man, she's the bomb in this. Mm -hmm. So what I have to – what I want you guys to understand is that on this first Easter, although we celebrate it as joyful and triumphant and victorious, like it was anything but that. For the for that mm. first Easter morning. Yeah, a lot of confusion, I'm sure. A lot of, I don't know, trying to figure out what happened. A lot of disbelief, I would imagine. Of course. And what's even more astounding, I think, Devin, about that disbelief is the disbelief in everything that came down, I think, was really coming from the guys, right? The 11, because Judas kills himself for turning in Jesus. So you have 11 left. And the 11 who ate with him. You know, a couple weeks ago, Devin, we talked about how they're on a boat on the Sea of Galilee. Yes, in the midst of a storm, and then here comes Jesus to calm it all. Never seen anybody walk on water before. Never. Peter walks on water. Yes, for even for just a moment. <laughs> yes. And yet these same disciples who witnessed amazing things are in hiding and just and just in utter disbelief. If you are questioning whether or not you truly believe. I mean, I want you to understand that the disciples on that first Easter morning question their beliefs as well. Mm, Yes. And here's where the wrestling takes place, Devin. I think sometimes when people say, I'm a follower of Jesus, they think that their life all of a sudden becomes easy with no problems. Yeah, right. Like you could say, I have this belief. So because I believe correctly. Shouldn't everything just make sense now? And They fall into place. Sometimes it doesn't. Oftentimes it doesn't. I'd say more often than not, would you say? Yes. I mean, that's life. But you're choosing to do it with Jesus on your side. That's right. That's the difference. And that makes all the difference, of course. It's like saying, I, Jesus, I believe. 
and I trust in your words and I trust in your actions and I trust in the way you tell me to believe, but I got a whole big pile of unbelief right here. Like, what do I do with this pile of crap? Mm. Jesus understands that this is a challenging way to live. So for me, Devin, in those times where it has been dark and perhaps a little bit lonely, I know that I have Easter kind of people is what I call them. Just last week, we talked about Jesus going to Lazarus's house because mm-hmm. Jesus needed his people. I, I have people who will remind me of God's love, that he, that he knows me, that he has not left me. And loves you fully. Yeah. Just, yeah, I like that. Your Easter people yeah. to tell you that everything is going to be okay. Right. Just the other night I called you Yeah. and had just an interaction and was just questioning some things. And like, you're kind of an Easter kind of person for me. You just can remind me that God is in control. And you guys, even though I'm 50 now, six years old. Um, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Julie, by the way. We did this on Facebook. Uh, man, that was a nice birthday. post. Thank you so yesterday. much. Yesterday. Thanks. Boop, yeah. Boop. 56, but feel like 36 in my head. So kind of, cheers but. to a beautiful year Thanks. Ahead. Thank you. Yes. But, you know, I still need uh, my Easter kind of people. Mm. And... I'm thankful for you for being that way. Just just as a reminder that I understand it's difficult, but we can rise. We can rise up. It doesn't have to be like this forever. Easter, if you're finding yourself on Easter morning trying to process life, it's okay. The disciples were too. Yeah, and not to like kind of take this from your notes here, but when the disciples realize that he isn't dead, it's it's hard to find the truth in that. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. You put here, if Jesus rose from the dead and just comparing to modern day life, then why is my life like this? Yeah. Why is my marriage like this? Mm -hmm. Why are my finances such a strain? Yeah. If he truly rose from the dead, then why isn't everything okay right now? Yeah. If And to Devin, like I mentioned earlier from Revelation, if, if Jesus is all about making things new, why am I stuck in this old crap? Is it because that we're still in the process of dying? I think so. I think that life is just one giant process, isn't it? Yeah. And we have no guarantees except one. And that's that Jesus is going to be on the walk with us, on the journey with Mm us. Mm -hmm. And when we relate that to people that we actually know in human flesh, right? Um, Like you want to be on the journey with Katie. Yeah. That makes all the difference in the world. Not that Katie can fix everything that Devin faces, but you want to be on the journey with her. And I understand that about Jesus, too. I mean, his life was not easy. His life, I mean, he led a difficult life and he was Jesus, right? So there are no guarantees in the story other than the fact that we have that source of strength. We have that companionship. We have one who knows us and loves us completely and still chooses to walk beside us on the journey. Yeah, and I just have this belief, too, that Jesus is, he's always at work and trying to make something new. Oh, that's so good. Whether it's, you know, the new that you thought is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to, chances are you're probably not going to win the lottery to fix your financial issues. Right. But he's still in the process of the finances. I guarantee you can find something in your life that he is making new. Oh, that's so good, Devin. I don't know. I just, I always try to find, find that in Jesus. Oh man. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. That was that's fantastic. 
Let's move on real quick. In John chapter 20, in all of the Gospels, they talk about the resurrection story. So Devin, let's just do this. Let's just read a little bit of the text. If you want to start with verse verse 1 and read just the first four verses. So this is the Apostle John. John, who was actually there at the crucifixion, wrote the book of John. And he is retelling the story. Earlier on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. Very descriptive. Why, you kind of, you guys, what I'm seeing is Devin kind of chuckled after she read that. Why I just you- remember like in the grocery store parking lot with your dad growing up and like, you know, I'm going to beat you to the car first. Right. Type of thing. Like just trying to outrun the other is funny to me. It seems like a ridiculous thing to include in the text. I'll be honest <laughs> very, with you. Yes. Yeah, so, very childlike. Very, very much so. So a couple weeks, well, like a week or so ago, we talked about how Lazarus was mm-hmm. someone whom Jesus loved. Yes. Now that was written. That was written about Lazarus. That's right. Now, some scholars believe that John referred to himself as that too, because he wanted to make himself sound really important. Worthy. Yeah. So it's so interesting that... That he wrote that about himself, right? Yeah, that Peter and the one whom Jesus loved, a.k.a. me. Okay, John, we get it. (laughs) And then he has to mention the fact that he he won the race to the tomb. This early signs of narcissism. (laughs) It's so funny. There's just a ridiculous... John is telling of the greatest moment in redemptive history. And it's like he's saying, and a shout out for me. You guys should have been there because I beat Peter to the tomb. (laughs) And there's a reason why I mentioned this. And it's because these guys are missing the point. I mean, John is... the point. Talk about making something all about yourself. So here we have two very strong personalities, right? With Peter. Peter, who should be hanging his head in shame because he denied that he knew Jesus the night he, you know, the night he was betrayed. And we, we followed Peter for so long. Peter, who you mentioned earlier, who walked on water. Yeah. Peter, who's emotional all the time. And he's like, I can just see Peter puffing up his chest and saying, I'm going to get there right now. Mm-hmm. And John goes, no way, man. Nope. Zoom. She starts dead sprint. And I think we do the same thing too. I mean, today and every day, God is still doing this massive, worldwide, profound thing, calling people like you and I, and like through this podcast, Evan, calling people into a kingdom of love, into a kingdom of good news. And yet sometimes I believe that my issues are the entire point. Mm. But yeah, do you ever catch yourself looking around and comparing yourself to other people? All the time. Why do we I do that? We talked about everybody it. Everybody does that. Comparison is a thief of joy, but yet we still stop do time. It. That was fantastic. I'm and I'm including this what I'm saying right now in the <laughs> podcast. Repeat what you just said. That was so good. Comparison is the thief of joy. It is. God is giving you something so good and he's saying, "Devin, I love you for this." Devin, he's like shaking you. "Devin, I love I love you for this. I love this about you." But yet we disregard that and we're thinking to our neighbor, dang, I wish I had their family or people who are battling weight issues. I wish mm-hmm. I was yeah. skinnier 
Why can't I make more money? We always are doing it. Mm-hmm. And even people in the church are doing it. And I don't mean the church as a building, although that happens in the building, but I'm saying as believers. Mm. I mean, I love what you just said about the comparison, but like, it's terrible. Like, well, I believe this way, so I'm right and you're wrong. Or that dualistic thinking. It's just... Well, it's putting yourself on the pedestal like John did here. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I ran faster than Peter. Therefore, I am holier or Jesus loves me more. We find that all the time in church, in the church building. People putting themselves on pedestals over somebody else. And again, we're missing the freaking point. Yeah, I wish Mary would have pulled out her card and said, boys, I've already been here. Like, yeah, come on. I was actually the first one to the tomb. Yes. You know, I don't care about your little race. I I was there and... <laughs> And, you know, she could have done that, but Mary, we don't have any recollection or any mention, sorry, any mention that she did any of that comparison stuff. But yeah, so not only do we have maybe a group of disciples who were questioning exactly what they believed about Easter morning, but we have many of them that are just flat out missing the point. Missing it. And friends, if this is where you're at, if this is, as you're following Jesus, I, I think, Devin, like when we say, Jesus, that's good news. And you came up with that. You came up with with the title of the podcast and you sifted through everything that we've ever talked about. And this is what you had left. Julie, Mm -hmm. I think it should be Jesus. That's good news. My friends, if you're getting caught up in anything else besides, you're missing the point. You're missing the point that Jesus is the good news. Mm -hmm. And I posted this the other day on uh, Facebook. The rest is commentary. So let's let's not miss the point of the good news. It's so good. So good. Turn off the white noise and just get to the good news. By the way, this is the best podcast, though. I will say this on the (laughs) entire internet. No, I'm joking. We run the fastest. We do. We run the fastest. We we talk the best. We (laughs) let's move on before we miss the point. Yeah. So they get to they get to the tomb, and then what happens? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. They they go home, and if you skip ahead in in chapter twenty. The, the guys come and they kind of inspect everything that's going on. And they're still trying to decide like what, what they're trying to make sense of this crazy scene. But look at verse 10. What does it say As, there? Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus's body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. Yeah, just real quick, Mary has got some staying power. Mm-hmm. She's been to the tomb once to try to like take care of Jesus's body to make sure it was okay. She finds out it's missing. She goes and gets the guys. The guys come back and Mary stays. Like the guys go back into hiding, probably thinking maybe someone's going to get them. I don't know. But Mary, man. She stayed. Yeah. No idea what was going to happen next. And yet... She doesn't give up. She doesn't quit easily. So Mary stays and she sees the angels. But go down to verse 13, Devin. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said. And I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize that it was Jesus. Oh, keep going. It's so good. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? By the way, I love that because he already knows. He does. (laughs) <laughs> I wonder why he's kind of incognito. Yeah. Or is he kind of like, I don't know. It's just an interesting conversation. So yeah. keep going. Keep going. Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, 
If you had carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned around toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbi. You know what I love about that scene? It is true. Like, I wonder why Jesus is saying, why are you crying? Mm -hmm. But here's what I love. She doesn't recognize him until he calls her by name. Yeah. It's so personal. Mm. Intimate. It's like you turning around, seeing Jesus, not knowing it's Jesus, talking to this stranger or a gardener. Mm -hmm. And then he says, Jules. Oh, man. Devin. It's like, oh. That feeling that you would get overwhelming throughout your body. There's something about someone calling you out by name. Mm. It makes you feel chosen or special. And maybe it's just me. I remember being a kid and going to restaurants with my mom. And I remember asking her one time. (laughs) Like she would call the waitresses and waiters by name. My granddad did that all the time. Yeah. And I asked her one time, I'm like why you know like let's say that you know the the waitress's name was Devin and she'd be like Devin I'd love to have another cup of coffee like they were old friends I'm like mom why do you do that when and she her first response was well that's what their name tag says <laughs> but I think and, and Jody and I do the same thing today I mean there's something about calling someone by name and recognizing them and I don't know it's it's a brief moment of letting people know they're special. And I love that Jesus is like Mary. Yeah. And it's in that intimate moment of him saying her name. Mm. And guys, I know that this may sound poetic or theatrical or I don't know what, but I'm telling you every morning you wake up and he's saying, Dev, good morning. He calls us by name, you guys. Molly, Jordy, Peggy. I don't know, just thinking of people who I know listen. Yeah, Jim, Terrell. Yeah. You know, we go down mm. the line. Lisa. Katie. All of them. It's beautiful. And what we have to do is learn how to recognize that voice. And she, here's the, here's the idea, you guys. She knew him so well that the moment he said her name, the recognition was there. Mm-hmm. She knew that voice that had called her Mary over and over and over again. Can you quiet yourself in this time of life to listen for the voice of God that's calling out to you in such love and sweetness and grace? Oh, gosh, it's just absolutely beautiful. And because of her refusal to leave, yeah, so steadfast in and her loyalty to him and her love for Jesus, she is the one. She is. She is the one that bears the message, this incredible message that he's risen. Oh, so good. So, so good. So let's put a penny in the jar. So God. damn good. Yeah. So friends, perhaps this Easter is a time that is a time for you to celebrate and you feel like celebrating. But for some of you, I know It is a time of stress and worry. And Julie, you kind of put here in the notes too, you didn't put the writer, but so we're going to say anonymous writer. Okay. Had wrote this amazing quote that when I was going through the notes section here, this one just like put it in highlight, put it in bold. He said, or she said, Mm -hmm. faith and fear often hold hands. (sighs) Think about that. Faith and fear are always tied together. Mm -hmm. Which side do you choose? Mm. 
But you know, Mama Khan, her one of her favorite verses was, perfect love casts out all fear. Mm-hmm. And maybe perhaps this morning, your struggle is understanding that God knows you, he created you, and he loves you in spite of all of your imperfections. There is no better news than that. This is not a far away God. This is an up close and personal God. So yeah, if you're struggling with fear, let that love kind of come in and displace that. And Devin, if our listeners are finding themselves living in this world of, I ran faster to the tomb than you did, (laughs) we get it. But this is why Jesus said that the most important commands were to love God, to love others. And when you're loving others well, you're not worried about one-upsmanship. And just like that fear piece that I talked about, I don't know about you, Julie, but you know, there are some days that I wake up and I hear a little voice in my head saying, Mm. you're unworthy. You're not enough. What makes you think that you can get this job? What makes you think that you are good enough to receive this blessing? Mm. Whatever it is that you're going through, Satan will always try to tell you that you're worthless, but we are the sons and daughters of God. Yes. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. and Jesus every morning, just like he said to Mary, he is calling you by name, that he is risen. He is risen indeed. And he is here to make everything new. Oh, let's stop there. Amen. And may it be so. I hope we're Easter people to um, our listeners, and I hope they know that we have their backs. And I have your back, Dev. I got yours, Jules. So this Easter morning, what I'm really wondering is... The next, okay, so the next time I come down to visit uh-huh. you guys, what we're going to yep. do mm-hmm. is we're going to start on one end of the block, and mm-hmm. we're going to have a mock tomb, and you and I are going to race. And so okay. first. I'm going to start my uh, strength training, okay. agility training now. You better give this 56-year-old body a big head start. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. So happy Easter to you, Devin, and happy Easter to our listeners. Happy Easter, fam. Enjoy the day. I hope it's the beginning of a a new and, you know, like maybe today is the beginning of a new journey for you and a a new sense of enlightenment. And man, let that love come in and just push the fear right out the window. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Why are we just musically inclined today? Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you want to not hear us sing, you can definitely check us out. Over on the Facebook page where Julie is not singing, I'm not singing. No, no singing. She's posting the best of news um, all the time. Great nuggets throughout the week to get you through. Um, And we'd love to connect with you over there. So feel free to leave a comment, direct message us, whatever it is. We love hearing from you guys. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. And on this Easter Sunday, Hmm. and on behalf of Julie and myself, here is to the good news the best news the best may we be it may we seek it and may we spread it so pull up a seat there's no reservation needed be well friends happy easter see ya in two weeks